0: Howdy folks. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. You know, I paused there for like one tenth of a second because when the holidays are around, it's tough to remember like what day of the week it is. It's like, you know, New Year's Day was Monday. Christmas was Monday. So it like throw, you know, throws off like the, the normal weekend routine. The only thing like that kept it like sort of in line was, you know, football. Most of the games are on Sunday. Right. And that was New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve. So anyways, right. it, was just, it was just weird. But anyway, um, we'll start with the pre-show. Go ahead, Russ.
1: So let's talk about this Russell Wilson situation because this is where I don't like the NFL. The NFL makes the most money
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: players have the fewest rights. And mm-hmm. even if you're a player of Russell Wilson's caliber, which could be a Hall of Fame quarterback someday, you still got a team now that, Went to him and asked him to restructure and really restructure things that probably should never be restructured in a contract. Like I'm hearing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, well, they asked them. They asked him to restructure, and he said "f you." Right. Which this is his right. Yes. Doesn't have to. And so then they were basically like, "Well, you're not going to be here next year." And so now, if they cut him before June first, he loses a certain amount of money. I think if he make doesn't make 75% of the snaps, there's bonuses. And this this is what goes on around the league. And even I heard Aaron Rodgers say that, you know, some teams go out of their way to make sure the guys get the bonuses and will put guys in, like if they're a, a tight end, they'll put them in a running back or tailback so they can get a couple extra catches so they can meet their bonus. And then there's other teams that will sit guys so they don't. And and this is my initial, that is, that is my problem with the NFL. I, I hate that fact.
0: Well, yeah, that, the NFL doesn't have guaranteed contracts, um, and I mean, from what I understood, because I heard, but you know, he's not—he didn't play the last week. He's not going to play this week because had he gotten injured in the final two games, then the money that was That's guaranteed it. to him over the next two years of the was deal, be like
1: thirty-one million or something, 30, 30, 34
0: million or something like that. He's still going to get like thirty-nine million, but but he's you know, not getting
1: the eighty-five that he signed for. Right, exactly, and it's a guaranteed eighty-five, Mike. Right, the well, the
0: I don't think all of it was
1: guaranteed. No, 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 but they when they when they get a contract announced, they say it's guaranteed. But then what happens is certain things are guaranteed over certain amounts of time, certain payments, and you can get out of some of those payments.
0: Right, and you know, don't you know, don't sort of um, shake it off here that. Um, the reason that they're getting rid of Russell Wilson is because Sean Payton hates his guts. <laughs> they right. were they were arguing on the sidelines. As soon as they were basically eliminated from any kind of serious playoff contention, you know they said, "Okay, we're not going to keep him next year. We're going to bench him. We're going to yeah. go with Jared Stidham, and you know they'll they'll bring in some other quarterback." Um, yeah, I mean it's well within the right of of the team to do it. I mean that's what the player agreed. It's a bad to.
1: look for the Broncos, though.
0: Well, yeah, but okay, it's a bad look for the Broncos, who are one of the stupidest organizations in professional football. They really are. They, because they make all these moves, like they made a move for, for Russell Wilson. Remember back a few years, they they gave Tim Tebow a, a legitimate chance at, at being a starting yeah. quarterback. You know, they, you know, then I got a Super Bowl out of an aging Peyton Manning, so I don't blame yeah. them there. But they're really, they really have been one of the worst run organizations. Uh, and, you know, they got rid of Vic Fancio who, uh, who was a great defensive coordinator, really and he was doing a pretty good job in Miami until half his defense got hurt. I yeah. mean, you
1: know, they're just a dumb organization. So. I do want to answer Timothy in the chat room because he said, do the Broncos care that he loses money? They might because what Aaron Rodgers said is the guys who are in the game who are looking to get paid first, like they want their money, they'll go there. But the guys who are big stars that are looking for, like, they want to win, they're looking for a certain culture, they may not go there now. And so that's something where, you know, that's a red flag. I also want to read um, Thomas's um, breaking news. Thomas's breaking news is that a Mets player had successful surgery will miss eight to 12 months. That is Ronnie Mauricio, uh, Thomas. So I will report the name, but I love the report. Thank you. Yeah, it
0: it happened two days ago. Thanks, Thomas.
1: I love time. Freaky news. Oh god. William Taft loses.
0: <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt is dead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh god. Um yeah, so um I I'll, I'll just say, you know, like um the, the I'm not saying happy new year either.
1: Don't say it in the chat room. It's
0: too late. <laughs> Screw that shit. And yeah, it's it,
1: it, it it's it's that day. That's yeah. it. after it's that it. Day. After that, F you, you get one day after. No, you get you know you get one day to the second. That's it. It expires there, after that. There
0: you go, Rand, Randy's uh, January third missive. Breaking news: The flames suck. <laughs> oh God! Uh, but no, just the, you know this is this is the hilarious thing. I love how like the the you know the the New York Times playoff simulator or Money Puck or any of these things. You know they they calculate percentages of teams making the playoffs and the Buffalo bills, I think it was 95% of a 95% chance of making the playoffs. Well, okay. Here's the scenario it's brief. If Pittsburgh wins and they're playing Baltimore, who has nothing to play for because they've clinched first place. So Baltimore is going to play all their backups. If Pittsburgh beats Baltimore, which is likely and Jacksonville. Who is bringing back Trevor Lawrence, who was hit, who was injured, but he's you know well enough to play, playing Tennessee, whose young quarterback is I think out for the year, Levis. So they're going to go back to the crappy Rick, uh, crappy Tannehill. If Jacksonville beats Tennessee, and Pittsburgh beats Baltimore. And the Bills lose to Miami. The Bills are out of the playoffs. So how do you
1: calculate 95% mothers? Oh, listen. I mean, I saw something Barstool was, I think, two days ago saying, look, the Flyers are 77% chance of making the playoffs. Now a few losses later, they're 53.3. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know what Money Puck says. And this is for you. I think it was Timothy. Um Yeah, I think it was Timothy who said something about uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I don't care if Money Puck says the Oilers have a 96% chance of making the playoffs. They're missing the playoffs. Uh, Hello, hockey world. Today is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024.
1: I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology and NHLDraftBuzz.com. Thank you. (sighs) Plug, plug, plug. And I'm
0: Michael Ligello, and this is the Hockey Buzzcast here on hockeybuzz.com. All right, we'll start with this because, you know, through the weekend, and up till yesterday, when it was the quarterfinals, I've been really, you know, checking in and watching a lot of the World Junior. And um, let's just say that the quarters were a controversial day. Um, we'll start with Canada, who loses to Czechia three to two on a goal with 11 seconds remaining. Um, the the repercussions of the loss not only go to Hockey Canada for uh, the their choices of the roster, which Russ, you know, I, I give you full credit. You you know, you said you know, looking at that roster, there were players that they left off. That
1: yeah, that, one of them was sitting in the standstill, jaeger Furcas. I mean, they flew in there. Was that-
0: and he was activated on the 25-man roster because because uh, Matthew Savoy was right, injured yeah. and then Savoy played. And, you know, I, I watched most of that game. Savoy played fine, don't get me right, wrong. they
1: really did need a guy who could really score. And Savoy can score, and he's yeah. a better all-around guy. But Fergus is the clear scorer there, and I, I would have put him in. I mean, Owen Pickering could have been on that team. There's other players that could have been. But we talked about it, it came down to this for, for Hockey Canada building the perfect team versus having your best players there. And Mm -hmm. I'm always have the best players there because if they're your best players, they'll figure it out in the team context. Sometimes they don't like, we've seen Russian teams where, Hey, they just got all this talent in the world and they never gel. I would rather have the talent that never gels than a team that just can't score.
0: Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. They should, you know, I mean, we remember, 2010 Vancouver Olympics when Brian Burke chose Team USA. Oh yeah, and he chose. Remember, he chose Chris Drury. He chose a bunch of guys for third and fourth lines who are third and fourth line guys. They played roles, and they did get to the gold medal game. But I think in the end, Canada was the was the better, more talented team. And in, in most
1: instances, the more talented team wins. Right now, like on the next Olympic team, I. Like- I'm pretty sure they grandfathered in Jack Jewelry will be on that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there you go. Even though know, it's Ted's kid, doesn't matter. It's a Drury. Right. It's, it's a nephew, so
0: what the hell? Um, but, okay. And I said this to you yesterday, and I'm going to say what I said to you. Um, Canada <laughs> won – no, what was it? They won the last three World Juniors, correct? I know they won in 2018. You know, they won um, – Was know, it the
1: last three?
0: I think it was the last three. You, okay, the Canadian fans out there. I mean, it's tough to, you know, they win so many so many times. It's tough to It's either the last two or the last three. But you would think that the fans of Team Canada would be more magnanimous when it came to. Thank you, Andrew. Uh would be more magnanimous yeah,
1: sure make sense. That's how I was thinking it wasn't pretty.
0: Right, yeah, no. It, it was the summer one cuz remember they
1: lost right, the, the summer one
0: yeah when they have it so you you would think that they'd be more magnanimous in in losing I know hockey fans you know like you know and you could say well you know Mike you're not magnanimous when the Leafs lose I mean you know okay fine um but the punks out there on social media ripping some of the players like i saw some i saw some idiot who posted something well what do you expect about team canada winning when their captain was a maple leaf draft
1: pick yeah,
0: or, or you know or are or, or picking on certain players picking on the goal to i mean that goaltender was not at fault for that game he wasn't he, at fault for, for that, that goal oliver ball I mean,
1: wasn't at fault either no well no but i would say that the first goal it was Rousseau's fault, like that. Right. That glove, the glove was there,
0: right? Probably should
1: have made the save, but, but no, game, I, I get
0: what the game went with 11 seconds. Um, it went off the shaft of Oliver Bonk's, yeah, stick, goal. and the goalie was going one way, and then the puck deflected the other way, he had right. no chance whatsoever. No chance. So, you know, but so, but, but just Just the, you know, going on social media and bashing 18 or 19-year-old kids, you're the lowest form of scum doing that kind of crap. I really have no patience for that. It's okay. I understand that you're disappointed the team lost. I understand that maybe they didn't choose the best players. But why do you have to go down that road? I just think it's reprehensible.
1: Yeah, it's not nice. I mean, a lot of that comes out um, when a country loses and they're, they're sore about it. Okay, whatever um at the end of the day you know i wrote about the top five goalies on full press i i said canada didn't have one they don't i said the u.s had two they do because fowler won that last game and he's won two games right and so they're really you know they didn't intend to do it this way because augustine was was ill for the one game but it's actually a nice split because those guys really like each other they really care about each other and if augustine now rides it out fowler will at least had been a part of it right so that's but that seems nice. to be,
0: that seems to be the uh the mo for the americans because you remember in 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 17 it was uh parsons and it was joseph wall right and wall got a few starts and parsons when it got to the the quarter semi and the and the and the gold medal game that parsons was the guy and then right. the following year it was wall and our ottinger and ottinger was the number two and wall got the uh, got the bulk of the work. So, I mean, they seem to like, it's not like, well, the, the you know, the backup goaltender is only going to play Norway or play, uh, Latvia. They they seem to give them a couple games because I think sometimes that other goaltender is going to be the guy who's the goalie the next
1: year. Right. And that, that very well can happen too. So, and Canada used to do it that way, but they've kind of stopped doing yeah. it that way. They, they, they ride one guy. They ride one guy now. And you know, I I'm not in total favor of that, but you know, getting past that. Look, Sweden was always going to be a threat in this, and they came. They got tense for them.
0: Now, I'll I'll tell you this because, and I give Mike Johnson credit. Apparently, I didn't. I I only saw it after the fact. The penalty that was called on Switzerland, um, that led to the overtime goal by Sweden. Uh, It wasn't Lekaramaki. It was. Damn it! Was
1: Stenberg that
0: won that one. It might have been Stenberg. Might have been. I forget. Uh, but 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 the, the point is is that the call was horseshit. It really was to decide a game like that in a World yeah. Junior on a ticky tack call like that is just crap. I mean, you know. We
1: saw, look, we saw some bad calls there. No.
0: of course, of course, the conspiracy theorists are going to say, well, they want
1: Sweden in the in nah, the. World. I don't think that was the reason. I just. I know, but that that's. That lends itself to that. It does, but I think it was ineptitude. But look, uh A- A- terrific goalie for for Sweden. Uh Lakeramaki has been terrific. Oh, Sandy Pelica got the game. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because I am going through the team in my head and I realized and Sandy Pelica, you know, I thought he was the best guy in his draft, best defenseman. Um that argument's for down the road. But this team's really talented and Melander is great. Like they're they're gonna be hard to beat. Yeah. Uh, I think right now the U.S. is in a good spot, though. I,
0: I would I would love to see. I mean, and obviously I'm rooting for the Americans because I'm an American. Yeah. I would love to see a U.S.-Sweden final because I think those are the two best teams. Yeah, now,
1: no, I think they they were the best teams to start for sure, right. and that would be the best game. But listen, the, the Finns are no pushovers. They're, they're no. on a little bit of a roll now. Uh, I like Coco the goalie. I think he's pretty good. Uh Hellenius is a guy that I wrote about on NHLDraftBuzz.com. Uh, he's for this draft, and he's really he's really proven himself, though. Uh, again, I, you know, Hamanaho and um, I'm forgetting uh, my buddy on the Sharks. Uh, big kid. Oh, 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 shit. I know. I, I know what you're talking about. I can't and, think of- You know, so they, they have just enough. I think they have just enough that they could give – the U.S. trouble because you know what they're going to do, Mike. They're going to play that chippy yeah. game. Yes, they're going to play that. out Casper houtenet it. Yeah, their third
0: pick this year. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's going to be a chippy game. The Finns are going to play like the Finns. Mm-hmm. I expect this game to be close for yeah. most of the game. I the do. way the,
0: the way the Finns can win that game is to frustrate the Americans. They can right. still-
1: frustrate the Americans. The longer it goes we either a tie scored or a low score right um, would do that they just have to keep the americans off the power play and vice versa i mean there's still enough good shots on on finland that you have to worry uh
0: now now the czechs i mean it's they're going to be in tough against the swedes but Harabal is a really good goaltender Harabu
1: could frustrate them too like that's yeah. not a gimme
0: and, and and you've got you've got a guy like kulich who
1: Kulich scored, is a hell of a player.
0: He scored 7 goals in the in the World Junior last year. I think he's got 4 or 5 this year. Um he really wasn't a factor in the game against Canada. And I think Canada essentially tried to shut him down. They 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 shadowed him. Um you know, Sweden could do the same thing, but you know, the Canadians got burned by players other than Kulich. If he breaks through,
1: then, you know, it could be yeah, a game. Philip game. you know, he's another guy that I liked in this draft year, Canadians pick another really good shot, dangerous shot. So we'll see. Uh, I want to get to this thing though, because Drew is saying that Gauthier has not been impressive. Okay, he is leading the tournament in points now, I believe. Yeah. And while he doesn't have the goals <clears throat> goals that you'd want, I had said online, and I stick by this, that he's he showed good. me in this tournament that he doesn't shoot from enough different angles. He's and got 10. T- like, what do you mean? He's got 13 goals, and you know, in the NCAA, you don't think he's doing that there? And I'm like, I watch him. And I'm telling you, in this tournament, it's different. It's on different ice. Not everybody's a college goalie. And different styles, different everything. You're going up against some high-talent, um, high, very talented defensemen that aren't in the NCAA that play differently. And it has thrown him a little. And I think that is something where the second half of the season now, he has to work on it.
0: Yeah. So, he's got, he had ten points, one goal,
1: nine assists. Right. So I I think he needs a few more points, three or four, to to pass Doug Waite for the all-time record. I wrote about it, I can't remember the number, but he's closing in on that. I think he's done great. I think as a center, he's done exactly what you want him to do as a center. I get the goal scoring thing, but I'm just telling you that's a function. And now I'm also gonna tell you that um, if he comes out at the end of the year, if I don't see significant improvement in the shots or play along the wall, meaning strength-wise, I would have him, you know, play like one or two Flyers games, mm-hmm. and then go to the Phantoms. And there's no shame in that, and I think that would be fine. So we'll see. We'll see how the second half of the years go. Year goes, but I wouldn't just throw him in the Flyers right off the bat. I I, I need to see certain things from him.
0: Um, the other thing I just want to touch on briefly um, is the beginning of the PWHL. Um, I watched a little bit of New York and Toronto um and i have to say i thought it was entertaining hockey um obviously since i'm covering the nhl covering the Sabers for hockey news covering the leafs for hockey buzz i'm not you know i gonna have the time to like provide to um watch a lot of games but luckily there are a lot of people who are going to be covering it and i'm definitely gonna be checking in i thought it was really entertaining and interesting and not you know like honestly before this i was one of these people who would check in on women's hockey at the olympics when it's canada versus us because that's the best and that was the most entertaining but really the other games and like any of the other leagues that were that were going on i you know even when the buffalo buttes were here i i
1: really didn't it didn't really move me but well, the, this was actually good hockey so yeah i, I, I think I, it's happening this time at least for, and and this is my opinion my opinion is because people didn't like the way the other league was set up even though they were paying players right and everything else they now got the league that they wanted so now all of a sudden there's more coverage and more positive things being said and that's great i hope that all carries through i was not impressed that they didn't have logos obviously the team logos and names was a a big swing and a miss but if everything else works out, I'm happy because I, and I haven't seen the play yet. I wanted to watch the other day, and I did It's a little harder for me to watch, but I'm going to. But right. my point is,
0: especially during the World Junior, when you're yeah about that stuff. But when I that,
1: get what what's going on here. It's like this is the league that the overwhelming amount of hockey players, female hockey players, and other people from the outside wanted. So now they're going to support it even more than the former league. Okay, that's great. I I, I have no problem with that. I hope that carries through and I hope that goes all season because they deserve it.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, let's move to the um, to the NHL. Um I'll start. I'll start with this. Um the Maple Leafs. Uh there were, there were a ton of games last night. I think it was nine. Um, obviously I was focused on the Leafs playing against the LA Kings. Um, the whole yeah. goal, the whole goaltending situation with Toronto is something I'll touch on in a minute here. But last night. And the you know the Kings have had a great year, and they're they're one of the best defensive teams in the league, and Toronto is not. But Toronto went into that game with the mindset of okay, we're gonna have to out defense the the Kings, and they actually did. They played yeah. they played really well. They got uh, you know two goals from Nealander, um, one goal from Kali Krook. They won three nothing. Martin Jones was really good. Um, now this is the situation with the Leafs right now. Um, It hasn't come out yet, but they play Anaheim tonight. Right now, their backup goaltender is 22-year-old Dennis Hildeby, who has played a grand total of, I think, 18 games in North America. They don't want to expose him. They don't want to ruin him because they think he's a good prospect. Um, They may play him tonight, but they may hold off and play Jones, back-to-back games and play Hildeby against San Jose. I mean, San Jose and Anaheim are not very good teams right now. So I haven't heard anything about who they're going to play. But this is the situation that, that Ilya Samsonov's uh, a decompensation has put the Leafs in because Wall is out probably until the All-Star break. Um, it, Brad for living was interviewed yesterday, Russ, and they actually asked him a question about Matt Murray, about when Matt Murray is going to come back.
1: Uh. You know, and he says,
0: "Well, he's skating, but you know, there's." You know,
1: like, so, I mean,
0: and 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 um, Elliot Friedman reported on the goaltending market right now, and he says it it's bordering on what was it? Um, extortion. It's bordering on extortion. That basically, like he, you know, the Leafs were interested, in maybe throwing out a mid round draft pick and seeing what they could get, and essentially teams were laughing. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's if it's that bad, then you probably tough it out for a month and pray that you stay in a playoff spot until Wall gets back. That's how bad it is right now.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, they could say that, do that, use Hildeby, whatever. Um, they might get through it, but I don't know if they're going to get through the playoffs with it. No. Um, that's fine. But, Mike, there's bigger potential news there. Uh, what? What do you mean? There's a contract looming. It's right,
0: first of all it's only rumor it's uh-huh. not substantiated um it's, this week I hear or yeah, week. well all right the 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 speculation out there is the Leafs want to make an announcement on nealander before the all-star break all-star break or maybe all-star weekend
1: well tomorrow they're announcing the 32 guys
0: yeah well just I, I, just they, they didn't say that they didn't say then they said okay during all-star weekend when like everybody is there so now fine that's fine i mean like i said if you're going to sign them fine but it's the number and if the number they sign them is what is being reported the leafs are insane and that right uh, here you go because uh uh, nickel nickel city grunge uh had the yeah 11.25 times eight you're friggin' nuts I mean don't he is having a career year and of course he's singing for a supper and you know like you know like some players you know I mean obviously Ilya Samsonov is having a problem this was a big year for him cuz he's heading to unrestricted free agency and he's cost himself probably millions of dollars for by playing bad Neilander this was the big year he didn't sign the deal at the beginning of the year and he's having the best year of his career and he's fifth in the NHL in scoring and now he's asking for 11 million i'm sorry if it's me i trade them
1: well i gotta tell you if but they're not right. happens mike i might just wave a toronto maple leafs flag when it happens in victory for me saying that he was going to sign this and i think it is going to happen
0: well you see yeah you've, you've said all along he was going to sign and
1: my my like i said after- i know you had a number like i get it yeah i i said what after- i think about the 11 million i have to really think about that because yeah. i remember i was saying like 10 10 and a half like 125 is a lot. Um, I would never want to lose a player though over 0. 0.25 a year. So it's really is he worth eleven. And I think the problem if the cap goes up this year, like it's going next year that it's going to, and it goes up the year after, right? Somebody else gonna get 12 before you know it. Like right. that's just the reality of sports. So I, I don't I don't think it's horrible. I get your point of so many high price guys, but I also think there's a way to maneuver out of this. They could trade Marner. It's not like they have no. to keep these guys there. I know oh, what you're saying, but you never know. Well, okay. Maybe he changes his mind or whatever. Here,
0: here, here, here's the scenario, because um, Neander obviously is a UFA at the end of this year. Matthews' new deal kicks in. That's 13 and a quarter. If you sign Neander, say the, the, the reports are true, and that's 11 and a quarter. Then you have Tavares at 11, and you have uh Marner at essentially 11 that's 11 that's 22 that's 33 that's 46.25 or 46.5 million on the four players for one year you everybody expects Tavares to re-sign with them after next year's contract and take a lesser amount okay but the problem is is that next year with the cap at at the most 88 million you're going to have more than 50 percent on four players how in the Mm, are you going to pay for the players that you need to add to make those four players worthwhile? Because you can score all the goals that you want, but if you don't have defensemen to to prevent goals and you don't have goaltending to stop the puck, you're not going to
1: win. Well, assuming that Wohl is the guy and it works, he'll be cheap for a couple more years. So they one more year, so they get that. He's on. He's got
0: two more years. He's he's on the second year of a three-year deal. He's making less than eight hundred thousand dollars. So yes, you might have a starter making you know minimum league minimum salary, but the problem is you're going to probably need a backup that can play significant games. Maybe it's Jones. Maybe they resign him. Right. Maybe
1: they sign Jones cheap. That could happen.
0: Right. Um, so you could get away with ha- maybe having goaltending worth say three million dollars, but defensemen.
1: Okay. And like, they could get away with it the year after, like they, on that last year that he gets qualified and everything, they could give him a low qualifying offer and say, wink, wink, we, you know, we got this deal. And after January, we'll sign you for, you know, your extension. Don't worry. Yeah. That's what they did with LeBanc in San Jose. I could see the Leafs doing that with wall too, just to kind of keep the cap, but they're going to have to trade somebody like that. Definitely-
0: right. And, and, he, and th- that is the issue. And it's like, okay, say, cause there's, it's been in the wind. You know, I've I've heard things. Oh, they're going to trade Marner in the summer. Okay, there, and I, I I said this before, and I'll say it again. Mitch Marner is one way, one year away from unrestricted free agency. He currently has a no movement clause. Tell me why he's waving it to get to to leave Toronto. Now say, well, Toronto's not going to sign. You know, say he goes out and he wants as much as Matthews. Okay, and the Leafs are not going to trade him okay um then he completely controls where he goes he gets traded to a team that wants to give him that eight-year deal that's the only scenario that he waves the no move yeah, you know, he, other if if he's if he's like no, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stay here, and, and he I'm gonna do that. And he could do that, and he could stick it up their ass. He could basically say, okay, well, I'm staying here, and then I'm going to leave, and I'm going to go someplace else, and you're going to get nothing for me because I'm not waving my no move, and me, and that's what that's, that's all that's going to happen. So and now, do I think that that will happen? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Brad living is well liked around the league. He's well liked with agents maybe he can finesse this. I don't know. All I know is that right now, if he signs Neilander, the only thing that he, he has avoided is he's avoided the Johnny Goudreau situation over again because apparently Neilander wants to stay in Toronto and Goudreau didn't want to stay in Calgary. But at what cost? You're paying Neilander more than Huberto and that's a disaster deal. And, I, and the thing is, you know, Nealander. If Nealander plays the way he's playing right now for eight years, then fine. Then, but I don't believe this is for real. I think this is, I like, I'm singing for my supper. And then he's going to go back to you know, Doctor Doctor Nealander and Mister Willie and play when he wants to play.
1: Okay, let, let me go through a scenario, a possible scenario. Yep. What if, mm-hmm. what if the Leafs were to trade? Morgan Riley in the next year or two, they have like four or five before the no trade, no move kicks in. But what if it's they do right. that? The no move is already in. It's not already in. Yeah, yeah no, no. Move. Oh, wait, no move is in, but the no trade's not in. So no move, you have a list. So he could get traded. He could. The no move is they can't move him, period. Oh, and- no, it's no trade that. That's right. No, no trade. I'm getting to mix the no yeah, trade yeah.
0: No, and and okay. Oh, yeah,
1: they can't move him. Your right?
0: your worst position is defense. I mean, exactly. And
1: you're gonna tra- trade your I best. Know. Listen, they, then then it's gonna be what's his name? Uh what's what's left on um Well you, you know, trade what? you're gonna trade Kali Yarncroke who's making two point no. dollars? Hold, hold, hold on, You on.
0: You know, Bertuzzi's a free agent, Domi's a free agent. Oh yeah, Bertuzzi's and
1: he deserved to be free agents. That's they they were not great signings. Not yet, anyhow. But yeah, so I'm looking. I'm looking because there's always a way out of it with the cap, whether it's popular or not. But you're right. I I was was mixing up.
0: Unless, unless you trade for an injured player and you go into LTIR
1: again. Uh, you know. Okay. Well, let's. It's how, how much do you feel like has to be freed? How much money?
0: Well, if you're talking about between the four, which I said it's 46 and a half, and we'll get off this in a second, because I know everybody thinks this is boring. If you, it's 46 and a half, plus Morgan Riley, it's seven and a half. So that's 54 million on five players. And you, you know, you have Liljegren under contract, Timmons under contract, you know, you probably re-sign like
1: Simon Benoit cheap. You need three defensemen. No, I'm not going to trade anybody on D, and I'm going to try and get Brody cheap. Um, if you can
0: get Brody cheap, that I mean, that would be. But Brody's having a good year. I mean, I mean, maybe he wants to stay in Toronto. I don't think he's going to take a mark. You know, did they resign Giordano? Gi- Giordano basically said, like, as as long as like as long as he feels he wants to play, he'll re- keep resigning for like eight hundred thousand dollars. Right.
1: We'll, they'll resign him. So you know, David Camp might be, might be the guy out.
0: Yeah. But right now, the Leafs to have a legitimate yeah Ryan no or they could trade for his
1: contract
0: right Ryan Ryan Ellis contract who's you know do you think Philadelphia wants to get out from under that in terms of LTIR maybe no. that's maybe that's a no but that maybe that's a way that they go in terms of they trying to open up more cap space I mean they
1: could open more cap space but again then it's going to cost them a young player because that's what Philly's going to want or picks they're doing Philly
0: out. a favor by taking Ryan Ellis. They're taking money off their books. Yeah, they're,
1: but they're also getting themselves a coupon too. It's a you know. Sure,
0: sure. But I mean, I mean, you might get a draft pick or something like that. But I mean, I'll let Brandon Pridham handle that. But I'm just saying, right now, like, say they want to go out in free agency and sign Chris Tanev, because I don't think they're going to trade for him, um, or, or and sign Nikita Zadorov or Matt Dunbar or any of the free agents out there. They, you know, these are three guys that they were interested in. If you sign two of them, it's probably going to cost you ten million bucks between the two of them.
1: Right. That's why What's name has to come cheaper.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. Anyway, so let's. Uh, I just I just saw this one here because waivers started at two o'clock. Um, the Kings have recalled Brant Clark, which is not surprising. That they put Tobias Bjornfoot, their former first round pick, Ooh. on waivers. Mm. I think he's getting, somebody's going to claim him. I would think
1: someone, well, what's his salary
0: though? Uh, I don't think it's a lot. Let me just double check here.
1: I'm checking, well, I can't check NFL draft. Uh, yeah, Brody's draft. the guy who I said I didn't have the name at the top of my head, but
0: okay. yeah, but he's a, but he's a, he's a, he's a company at company. the end of the year. Yeah. Um, okay. Tobias Bjornfoot, Los Angeles Kings. His salary is. League minimum seven seventy five. He's getting claimed. He's getting claimed. Yep, he's getting claimed. I mean, he's twenty two years old.
1: Yeah, I think the Kings don't usually rush anybody, and they have judgment. But I think this was a case where he got rushed. Yeah, they rushed him. Um, so.
0: Right now, just looking at, the, uh, we'll take some questions in the chat before before we end the show because we were hoping to have act today, but uh, something came up and he, he couldn't make it. Um, the Winnipeg Jets are the hottest team in the NHL right right now, and that's the shocking thing because they're doing this without Kyle Connor.
1: I know, but I think they're just they're Manning. You know, this is where Bonus is really good. He's really good in the room. He's really good at putting guys in roles. And right now, they just, they have, I mean, they have terrific goaltending with Hellebuck. They have a great center in Shifley. Like, they have enough to play their system. Maybe they're not going to score as much with Connor, but they're not giving up a ton either. Like, this is why I picked them for the playoffs, because I knew once they cleared out the salary stuff, and, and you know, in on that team, I was like, this team can make the playoffs. Well, I got to tell you now, this team could go to the Stanley Cup if things if things went right for them. I, it wouldn't be shocking because sometimes you look at all the fancy teams like the rangers whatever whatever but winnipeg plays the right kind of hockey to get through the playoffs i think
0: yeah and uh i think it was um elliot that was making the point that you know they played minnesota back to back and minnesota is an extremely physical team and they stood up to minnesota and it's like you know it's a bit in and, and the fact that they're like they're like third in the league right now in in points. I think either points or point percentage. I'm just double checking the uh the standings right now. Hold on, okay. So they are they're second in the in the central, they're one point behind Colorado. They have two games in hand, so they have 50 points. Uh, Vancouver's got 51, Colorado's got 51 and the Rangers have 51, and Boston has 52. So they're in like the rarefied air of the, of yeah. the NHL. And mean, there are a
1: couple, couple things. Long. They are. Um, it's good that they have Niederreiter. Obviously, it's good Perfetti's there, right? Because that's what hurt them last year mm-hmm. um, when he got hurt. Ehlers seems to be back to being Ealers, which is a big deal. And Morrissey's great. Like Morrissey's not hurt, and, you know, he's almost he's 30 points in 36 games. So they do have enough offense. And then, you know, how do you, how do you like that whole Perfetti, uh ryan Hartman thing where basically this, this is – you may never see players mic'd up again after this because – Well,
0: they said that they can't they can't use the mic'd up stuff in terms of
1: determining – I know, but it doesn't matter. Profetti already spilled the beans and said that he said stuff on it. So we all know that he said stuff. Okay. It doesn't matter if he's guilty or not. Perfetti let that out there. So, and I don't blame him because, you know, he was mad. So now I do think the history, I think the chances of players being mic'd up is going to be, it's going to be a little harder. You're going to have to really search around for players to do it.
0: Gee, I mean, we're, we're really going to lose out on that, hey, guys, let's go stuff. Yeah. Like that. They, they, they. I know. We <laughs> never hear anything good. Like we heard on 24 7 on HBO, we heard, we heard something good, you know, something like, 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 like people been making fun of somebody because they were AHL players or, or, you know, like you never heard anything good on like NBC
1: or on ESPN. Hey, guys, you know, you're really doing well. well like, one whatever. thing I'll appreciate from Hartman is, and he's always been a straightforward guy. He's basically saying, yeah, I, you know, I, I stick to you on purpose because of what happened in the previous. Like it's at least good that a hockey player is admitting that, there's always gonna be this retribution. Like you can't get it out of the game. Now, no way to get it out of the game.
0: Okay. So did did you see the Nick Cousins Jason Zucker incident? I did. Okay. Now let me just lay it out for everybody because I'll take questions we'll take questions after this. So here's my here here's my description of it and here is my feeling on it. Um Nick Cousins, who has a reputation. He does. Hits Yusuf Alamaki of the Coyotes while he is down on the ice on his knees. Yeah. Now, the hit looked worse than it was, but he hit him while he was down. He hit him along the boards. He hit him in the head area, but he didn't hit him so hard that it, would, it caused any kind of concussion or anything like that. But it looked really bad. Jason Zucker, full speed, responds by slamming Cousins. Into the wall, um, full force. Yeah, Cousins goes down like he's been shot, like down motionless. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gustav Forsling comes by to his defense, gets the instigator, the five in the game misconduct. Um, Cousins came back in that game. Uh, Zucker got a five for boarding in a game. Here's my feeling. Nick Cousins is a piece of crap. Um, he, he showed what he was with Gabranson, and Gabranson got back at him. And, that you know, Nick Cousins is trying to be like the Ken Lindsman of the 20s. I think this
1: is what's keeping him in the
0: league, Mike.
1: Yeah. I mean, that.
0: he's useless.
1: Other than this. Well,
0: not, because he's not? No, but he's a, he's a shit disturber of the highest order. Yeah. And and he's like okay, so you know I don't know if Zucker is going to get suspended. I haven't seen anything about the Department of Player Safety or anything like that. But this is the second incident that Cousins has been involved with in with less than a month, doing stuff and basically drawing responses to him.
1: Yeah. See, this is also why you can't give um, suspensions out based on a guy being injured because it's exactly what you said. You might have looked at it and said, "Oh, that looks really bad." All right. I think we're going to end up giving this guy like three to five games, and then he comes back in the game. Yeah. So then that that changes your opinion of maybe what you called even in that game and then definitely what the suspension is going to be. So that's why I always feel like these things should be spelled out exactly the way it is. But there is no way – what's funny, Mike, is there is no way, other than when they give the occasional two minutes when a guy dives, there is no way to to get guys to stop faking it. Yeah, You mean, okay. Stop doing that. And I know everything
0: is negotiated between the NHL and the NHLPA, but you know what the 2,500 or $5,000 fine for diving or being on the divers list is useless. It's like here, here's a quarter from my pocket. That's about, you know, for a guy making $5 million that, you know, finding them 2,500 or 5,000 is nothing. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what cousins make i don't think cousins makes he doesn't make anything close now kind of he's thing. probably making 1.5 or something yeah but but it's just it's still for so somebody making 1.5 five thousand dollars is nothing right it's more the shaming of it and you know being being on the list and the reputation that you get believe me his reputation's already in the crapper erica branson wants probably wants to kill him the next time columbus right. plays but, but
1: point is reputation aside is going to get suspended sure right. but the point is There's going to be a million guys like Zucker that are more than happy to do that, to stick up for their teammate. They're always going to do that. They don't care what happens on the other end. And I, in in a way I don't blame them when stuff like that happens. I mean, that's, that's the tough part. I did see, um, uh, give the, um, elbow drop to, uh, Bowie at the uh, winter classic. And my first thought was this, I hope there's a lot of padding in that costume because you know Biss and that's not the smallest guy and even when you kind of fake an elbow drop on somebody you still could you know leave a mark who did he give it up who would he give it to the Bowie, the uh the kraken mascot he gave the elbow oh, drop. oh okay okay yeah, they had a little scrum he was on the ground and he did like the rocks elbow drop on him
0: ah he did the, he did the people's elbow okay yeah all right uh we'll do some rapid fire questions here okay bardicus mike What's your upper threshold for re-signing Tavares? Do they re-sign him at all? I think they do re-sign him. He wants to stay in Toronto. Um, I think he still wants to be captain. He's well-respected. I mean, I think what's going to end up happening is it's going to sort of be a flip-flop of Neilander salary for Tavares. I think Tavares probably signs a deal like similar to what Pavelski signed when in San Jose. Yeah, after- I think that's fair. Seven million times three. How do we
1: give him seven? I give him like six point whatever. No, what, yeah, whatever. Years. But I I mean, three years. I give him the security, right? That's what right. he wants. I don't think I. Right, and he's going he to buy more Leafs pajamas and and feel good about and, things at night when he goes to sleep.
0: And he, I think he's under thirty five, so that's that. You know, that's a yeah. an important thing. So I think they do want to sign him to not a long term deal, but no. like more than Four one. Year. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and my fantasy is doing. Hell, I mean Hellebuck is yeah. my goalie. He's doing awesome, sitting in fifth of fifteen. But Kaprizov and Zucarello both injured. I mean, anyhow, what's your timeline on when they come back? I mean, honestly, I
1: haven't. I haven't I heard. I think Zucarello's more hurt than Kaprizov. That's what I heard, but I don't know for sure.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay, Mike. Would Dumba help the Leafs? Yes, but. Arizona's in a playoff race, so they're not right.
1: trading but They're waiting until the last possible minute. Yeah, no, no yeah, right. I mean, they, don't they want any empty seats at Mullet Arena. Oh, really? I'm kidding. I'm just. I mean, <laughs> there's <laughs> only five thousand people. If you if you don't sell out every game, like, come on, people. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Okay, Tim, Timothy Timothy Park is giving us it's it's it's, the, it's not the it's not the football buzzcast, but he's giving us Tyler Huntley is starting for the Ravens against the Steelers. I don't care. I mean, anyway, Tom Thomas Boyle's the NHL uh, update person, and Timothy's giving us football.
1: I update. hope Mason Rudolph fumbles late in that game, and the Steelers lose. That's all I care about. Yeah. Wow. Well. I
0: mean, of course, they're they're going to drag it out and make, uh, and make it, um, you know, the Bills and Miami fans wait till Sunday night for the absolute
1: last. Oh, yeah. game. But you want a lock? A lock is take Belichick and the Patriots and his possible last game with in New England over the Jets. That's a lock.
0: Even even though even though the Patriots by losing would have like the second or third. They, game. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't care because he's not going to be there.
1: Right. And the players won't care. They'll they'll win. They'll do anything to win that game for him.
0: Okay. Do I think Nashville makes the playoffs? Are they buyers or sellers? you are or... a
1: tough one to figure, man. I I mean, I that will say this: the first wild card right now with forty three points. Yeah, I'm going to just say that it was a mistake to cut and You see the the points that he has put up for Seattle? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Oh, if that was had... that was David Poyle. I know that was really bad. That's a I like what nashville's doing i think barry trotz is doing a good job i think o'reilly has fit in really well they are a true bubble team but i don't think they're going to make it
0: they would have to add they would have to add to be a playoff team so but do do i know whether they're going to i mean you know remember they've got a lot i think they've got a lot of dead money on the cap because of the because of the the deals for uh uh, the buyout of uh, of uh, Duchesne and the uh, the move with uh, with Johansson, I think they had to retain money. They think they had to retain like half the money for him. Let me just see here. Hold on. Damn it. You have this. Oh, there it is. Okay. Got so many pages open here. Um, Nashville right now. Yeah, they retained 4 million on Johansson, uh, only 2.5 million on Duchesne, but then the next two years it's up to five and a half and six and a half so yeah they've got a lot of money on the books i don't know how much maneuvering room they really have to make additions um okay which team will be the first one to trade a trade for a goalie or trade oh,
1: okay first for a goalie for a goalie the devils the devils yeah
0: i think it'll be jake allen
1: yeah
0: yeah i think montreal will be the first one to trade a goalie and they'll be the and and yeah. new jersey be the first one to trade for a goal although
1: montreal won a big game the other day but
0: yeah do I think Samsung ever wears Leaf jersey again? No, I think all this. I think
1: you know they're. You can't say never. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying
0: never. I'm not saying never. But what I'm so what I am saying is this whole thing of that they're sending him down to the minors. They're not even going to make him play a game. They, okay, the reason they're not going to make him play a game is because they want to avoid the whole situation that happened with Jack Campbell and Bakersfield. Because Jack Campbell will never play for the Oilers ever again because he can't stop a puck in the AHL. If Samsonov plays a game for the Marlies and lets in five goals, then he's broken mentally. I think what they're trying to do – right now they're trying to do a physical and mental reset. They say it's going to be a week. It could be
1: a couple weeks. They're doing what they what – with they Campbell, which hasn't worked out yet.
0: Right. No, the thing is, is like if it's three weeks or four weeks, then Wall's back. Then, Do you think they're going to send off back up and send Martin Jones down? No. He may have played – The way he
1: comes up is if all of a sudden he has to emergency on an emergency basis
0: okay uh bardicus what's ottawa's problem fired everyone still flounder. okay they fired dorian because of this because of the draft pick because of the because of the uh dad and off situation they they lost a first round pick they said screw this i don't think they wanted to fire dj smith but the team wasn't going anywhere you know, now you've got Jacques Martin, Jack Capuano, and Daniel Alfredson behind the bench. It's like, you know, okay, can we get – can we bring back uh, another uh, – like, uh. Um,
1: They're trying to teach them defense. I right. get it. I think they're like what Edmonton was a couple of years ago. I think easier said than done. I think they're going to have to bring in a player like Hannafin. I know they already got Chickering, whatever, but I don't know if Chickering's going to stay there. We'll see. He might. Um, his father does like Ottawa. His father, Jeff. I know that for a fact.
0: Well, the, the, the thing is here, though, if they traded for a defenseman, they got to get the guy signed if he's a, a penny. No,
1: no doubt. And that's the other part of this. But they, like I said, the, it's it's the roster construction. Now, that's the yeah. problem there. And goaltending. Now, the, only, the only. Wait, hold on. The no. court got a, a nice shutout in the Winter Classic. And they gave him away. And they gave him away. They gave away Gustafson. Yeah. Like, what are they doing with goaltending?
0: Well, yeah, they traded Gustafson for Talbot, and then they let Talbot go. Right. And now Talbot's one of the best goalies in the league. But you know, LA's good defensively, and right now they got Corpusalo, who I still think is a good goaltender, but their defense is terrible. And Anton Forsberg, who's horrendous.
1: I don't bring back e. Boucher, because then teams are going to be sitting back in the zone, in the three on three, waiting for the clock to go down.
0: E. Boucher was already a coach there. He's not going to be a coach there no, again. No, the talk—the talk is that they're interested in guys like like John Gruden. And who was the first to bring up John Gruden? Oh, you did, you did. But if, but did. I'll just say Toronto will not let him go this year, probably right. because you know. They, but next year he could be their guy. Next year he could be their guy. Yeah, but one thing: Ottawa's got 28 points, but they've only played third. They played the least amount of games in the league—33. They're only four points behind Columbus and six points behind Buffalo, so they could get out of the basement in the uh, in the East uh what happens with Detroit Detroit's gonna trade Patrick Kane when they fall out of the playoffs yeah they're not making the playoffs uh let's see one more and then we'll end it winter classic in Seattle successful or not Uh, yeah
1: very successful I mean they got the win they got a lot of good press they had heart play which I thought was great um no that was successful
0: Okay, last thing, Do the fly, have the Flyers hit their ceiling or is it just fatigue from their style of play catching up? Okay, everybody is saying, oh, we were wrong about Philadelphia. No, I was not wrong. They're not making the playoffs. Oh, just yeah, like- I wasn't
1: yeah. wrong either, but it's a combination of things, okay? The quick answer is yes. Like somebody said, is Ken Atkinson toast? He's not toast, but he should be out of the lineup right now. He's not doing much of anything. He needs a rest. Um, they're not playing enough of their young guys. They played 11-7 against the Edmonton Oilers. Why did they think playing 11-7 would work against the team with a Connor McDavid who ended up getting five points? I mean, this team is—I just want to say this team is different than the one in October where you know they, Connor McDavid only had one shot on goal. Way different. There are a lot—they have a lot more going for them at this moment in time, like this. So when I look at the Flyers, I say, okay, when you match up against some of these bigger teams, better teams, Edmonton. Carolina, if you notice, everybody is winning behind the Flyers. So even though they were getting the loser point while they were losing some of these games, teams are catching up, them, And that's the problem. The math is not on their side.
0: I I looked and tried to find out what the reason why the Tampa Bay lightning played 13 five against Winnipeg, Winnipeg. They played five defensemen and 13 forwards. Wow. I don't know why. Um, it's crazy. Now, if there was an illness or something like that, I, you know, fine. But you know, I can't remember. I, I can't remember the last time a team played thirteen forwards and five defenses. I, I
1: don't know the last time. And I'll also answer this. Jay said, you know, the Flyers played fourteen games in twenty-six days this month. That hardworking, tort style is going to take a toll. Yes, we talked about that at the beginning of the year. If they don't have the horses to play that for a complete season. They don't. Not yet.
0: All right, uh, we'll end it there. We'll be back on Friday with another edition of the Hockey Buzzcast. For Russ Cohen, I'm Michael Ligiello. Thank you for watching. And remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time.